Welcome to Fur What It's Worth. Wait, wait, we're doing this thing? Mm. An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. I just want you to know that you're all perverts. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm an innocent fox here. Did you know if you have diabetes and are on Medicaid, Liberty Medical may cover the entire cost of your testing supplies. Those two fools, Ruin Tugs, didn't. Actually, you guys are streaming live. Oh. Woo! So we are Where? live. So I want to see you fix this. Because... Thank you for that fire breath. Welcome to For What It's Worth Season 5, Episode 2 tell or sell today we are going to be talking about retail retail (laughs) 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 oh my god i wasn't even ready with my badum dish oh i'm so sad hold on oh that was awesome (laughs) so today we have a special guest that's going to be joining us and we'll hear from him a little bit later and that is space (laughs) space for sparks yeah space bear and he, uh, yes, we'll be talking about him a little bit later. I mean, talking to him. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, someday I'll feels get so this good. right. Feels so good. So ask uh, me what I've been up to. Yes, Tugs, what have you been up to? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, so welcome to this canned episode of For What It's Worth. So, you know, well, first off, we were going to release this last week, but we couldn't. We're sorry about that, but we are here for you now. Um, and it's funny because I wrote the show notes last week, and I'm looking at them today, going, "Well, what have I done extra? Nothing. <laughs> it's the same. Uh, work, work, work. Getting ready. I'm doing. I'm doing extra work because of RF, so I can not work and go to RF. Um, but then I've been playing Mario Maker, which is <gasps> Mario Maker is so awesome. You know, it's it has that same magic that I haven't felt in a Nintendo game for a while because Miyamoto made it directly. He didn't supervise the team. It brought me back to my childhood. There are some things about it that I wish were a little bit different. Yeah, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. It's still pretty good. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I, I don't know how many coins or stars you have to get. Stars. To get more uploads, but damn it, hurry up. <laughs> I'm at 46 last time I checked, and I'm like, come on. See, I'm I'm trying to create as many dick levels as I possibly can. You're never going to get anywhere. See, here's the thing. So Nintendo, I think we've talked about this before. They do an experiment where every year they go out and pull people off the street and they say, here's Mario 1, no manual, go. Can you beat the first level? 90% of people, last time that they reported on this, could not beat the first level of Mario 1 without any help. <sighs> that's so sad. And I've, and I've read that and I'm like, that's sad. And it made my heart kind of fall a little bit in my chest. But now as I see people play levels that I don't think are hard, I go out of my way to make them not hard. They still don't beat them. And I'm like, are you serious? I put like seven enemies in here, a door and a couple jumps, and you're still not beating it. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, this must be true. Because then I look at the levels that people are clearing all the time. I'm like, you just ran and jumped twice. Or or you don't push any buttons at all. Or you just like hold run and the level completes itself. Those are novel. And yeah, I just, I guess the kids these days, the kids these days can't clear shit. Well, like I said, I just love that it brings you back to, you know, our childhood and, you know, how it was when we first picked up the NES controller. And, and it's like, wow, it's, it's going back to that exploration. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just, it just brings me back to my childhood. I love it. It's good. Mm-hmm. Good game. Mm-hmm. What else have you been up to? Uh, you know what? I, uh, I didn't write it in here, but uh, 
I understand we got an email from someone who signed it as easily offended because of, of this button. Where is this button? June! That's correct. You know what? I get offended every single time that you do that. So I agree with him. If you're going to sign your email as easily offended, I'm going to take it a little less seriously than if you signed it not easily offended. Yeah. Well, uh, but we don't mean it maliciously. No, so. no. For as, as being part Jewish and having a strong lineage of Judaism and uh, Hebrews in my family, I approve of that button. <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> oh my gosh. No, no, that was a misuse of the more you know. I didn't know Corey had a strong Jewish heritage. Uh, Is that I why you're circumcised? I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Space. I mean, not space. Well, <laughs> Tugs, well. Y- you're circumcised as well. So, it <laughs> <laughs> Classy start. What have you been up to? Uh, you know, I've been up to playing Mario Maker as well myself. Except you're making penis levels, apparently. Oh, uh, no, no. I'm making really terrible levels that everybody hates. And nobody can pretty much clear. So I'm a horrible person. I have to admit, like, so you know how you can skip levels? Mm-hmm. Like, if, if they made them hard enough and I'm not getting... See, you have to do the Nintendo way. You know how, like, you can play Mario level and, like, you die and then you get a little further if you and you die again? As long as you make a little bit of progress and you're satisfied with that, it's good. But if I keep dying at the same point because your level design is retarded, I'm not... Wait, because your level design is awful, then <laughs> then I caught myself. Um, then I'm not going to keep trying after a couple tries. I'm just going to move on. I'm going to hold down this minus button and skip. So um, one thing that I have going on that's going to be coming up real soon is Extra Life. Um, a, last year, a couple of you joined me for a stream to raise money for charity. But Extra Life is going to be... The week after Furry Unlocked, I believe. Can you grab me date? I don't remember. Is this a national thing? Yes, it is. Extra Life 2015. I think it's November, the first week of November. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm looking November 7th. Yes, November 7th. So um, please come and join us. It will be a lot of fun. It will be a 24-hour stream. And it will be with me and a whole bunch of my close friends. So please... Come and join us. Help raise money. Yes. Grab that coin and give it to me. <laughs> That's a one-up. Oh, darn it. I just failed. I feel embarrassed. <clears throat> so it's that time, it looks like. It is? Okay. These only have eight. It's Ruse Cookie Time. All right, let's see what we have in the cookie today. It says, Only you can change your life. No one can do it for you. In bed with a cookie. I know what else they can change on you. <laughs> oh, oh, a baby, baby fur joke. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> We're getting out of here. It's time for The Real Show. Thanks for listening to the first part no one cared about. So let's talk about today's topic, where we're going to t- sell your tail. 
or something like that. Sell your tail. Sell your tail. We're going to talk about retail. Retail. So this is an important episode because Rue believes that Black Friday is a national holiday and a sport. I love Black Friday. And it's hopefully, amazing. Hopefully by the end of this episode, he'll understand why Black Friday is an abomination to it's all mankind. It's not going to change it. I'm sorry. So let's start things off by introducing who we sucker punched into coming in here and spending time with us. So today's guest is outer space or inner space. Which space are you? Whatever space you want me to be. Ooh, baby. Uh-hoo. <laughs> so who are you, space? <clears throat> you guys know who I am. I've been on the show like once or twice in the It's been a while. It's Great been a past. long Your been last long episode time. was one of my favorites. And oh shit, I need to interrupt for just a moment. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> It's breaking news. No, it is not. It is McRib season again. Stop it. it Shut it up. It is McRib season. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's where Tugs gets to eat McRibs every day. Yeah, you were on the McRib episode. That was a great episode. That's when I, uh, when I blew up the McDonald's sign. <laughs> yeah. And it rained like pig in me all the way down. All I can say is two words. <laughs> Hershey squirts. Ah, oh, felt good. The chocolate squirties. <sighs> yeah, so you were on the McRib episode. And we haven't heard very much from you since. I know Rue's visited your show a couple times for various reasons. So Not really. No. I mean, once or twice. Not really. Uh, we kind of keep our podcast... Uh, we don't let the streams cross. Well, I have a personal like role Ghostbusters. with the podcast, so... Okay. Um, I'll probably listen to this one because I'm on it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll probably excerpt and steal some. And then well, it's it just mic. different. Like, our formats are much different. Like, you guys do yours as audio formats and ours are more visual audio. And so it's... And then, like, the way that we do our podcast, there's two different ways of doing it. So, so what is your podcast show? What is it? It's, what do you do? You know what it is, but it's... Well, I know, but... <laughs> He's on <laughs> FM. But the viewers don't. But are they viewers or listeners? They, they're, list- they're watching with their ears in HD. Oh. So the lures. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're lewd. <laughs> uh, you guys are looting. Wow. So my... my uh, I guess we'll call it a podcast is what we call it these days. Um, it's called Fur Media, and we provide a voice and a social connection with furries from around the world. And uh, I, it's me that runs it, and then I have a co-host, Punya, who runs it out of Ohio. So we Skype in once every uh, two weeks, depending on our schedules. And we do live broadcasts, and they range anywhere from uh, artwork to uh, guest appearances in the fandom. Sometimes we do comic book shows where we have... Um, artists that work for like Marvel come on and talk with us and all sorts of different things. We talk about a whole variety of stuff and hoopla. So hoopla. Hoopla. I love that hoopla. word. Hoopla. So <laughs> tell us about your last episode. Just, you know, just so that our audience gets a bit bigger idea or a better idea about what you're about. A vaguer idea. Well, our last <laughs> So our last episode was kind of different than what we've normally done. Um, it's, it was called Tales of Depression. Originally, we was going to call it something else with depression, but it sounded too depressing, oddly enough. So I'm like, oh, I'll make it sound like, like a book. We'll call it Tales of Depression. Um, and it was basically the experience of Punya and I because we both uh, suffer from severe to moderate or moderate to severe uh, depression that's been diagnosed. And so we were talking about like, uh, we broke it down into stages, you know, like, how it kind of started, when we got help, what we're like now. And then we pretty much opened up the chat to anyone else who had questions about it. And it was a really good, it's like, I think it was the second time on record that I've actually cried during a show. Um, so it was, it was a really 
deep show, I could say, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one. <laughs> so I heard that you're engaged recently. Uh, recently by nine months. It's a boy. <laughs> nine months. Yeah. So where do you work? What kind of retail do you do? So I work in grocery retail. Um, grocery. Uh, grocery. And I've, I've thought about saying who I work for, but nah. given the stories that I would be talking about today, I'm not going to say. I have to ask you, do you squeeze the melons? No, but I do like make a lot of melon jokes almost like, every day. I like that he had to reach out and touch your arm to ask that question. He's like, I must contact your body. You have to, to touch my boobs. Lean lean further. I'm I trying. I feel your... I'm trying. Oh, oh. Here we go. Oh. Um, so I'm a cheesemonger at my choice of uh, work. And it's not like... It's it's not like uh, a regular grocery store you go to. It's more one of the higher-end grocery stores. Gourmet. Gourmet is what you could say. Yes. Um, and I specialize in selling cheeses from all around the world. And that specialty also goes into... Um, high quality uh, chocolates. We have different types of, you know, crackers and spreads. And then I also need to know my pairings with beer and wine, which I'm starting to go into because I don't really drink as much. Um, but I can pair pretty much anything you give me, and then I can just go from there. Doesn't that make you a sommelier then? No, uh, sommeliers are basically for. Um, it's just for wine. And oh, a sommelier okay. could drink the wine and tell you exactly where the dirt and soil it came from. That's what region. That's insane. And so to do level one sommelier takes two years. Um, and then I think to complete the whole course of levels one, two, and three, it's about a seven year process. Ooh. So yeah. space. The question that I've been dying to get the answer to is if I was a cheese, if Rue was a cheese, what type of cheese would I be? Limburger. <laughs> no, I've got... <laughs> there are much worse smelling cheeses. Oh. <laughs> Limburger is, is one of the grossest ones. Uh, I don't know. I, I See, I've been on that island for like three and a half years, and Limburger is just gross, and I, I've still not figured out how to use it. But for you, um, you're in... Baby Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that wasn't the real question. Actually, the real thing was, is could you read the next, could you read Wyatt's email? I think it's just White. White? White. White. Um, My name is Wolf White, uh, but all my friends call me White. Um, I have been working on the graveyard shift at a Walmart since I was, since I graduated high school back in 2013. Let me just say that these two years have been some of the best moments and the worst moments of my life. First, let's start with how I felt when start when starting working work. Oh, okay. Sorry. I stutter a lot, folks. I'm sorry. Um, as this was my first job ever, the managers threw me under the wing of two individuals. One is well-versed Satanist who <laughs> wasn't necessarily good at their job. And the other is still an individual I consider as a brother and a best friend. I was put in the position of inventory management systems or IMS forge slash ICS for short. This was far by far one of the most thankless and hopeless titles you could hold in the store. Then again, everyone on the night shifts get very few thank yous or considerations to boot. When an IMS associate does or what it does is uh, was remove items from the back room based on requests by the computer system and place overcapacity freight overstock 
back into the giant metal shelves in the back room called bins. After all the merchandise we sent out, the freight we worked by stalkers were worked. So basically they put everything back after the stocking was done. Oh, that sucks. Um, now, Walmart has changed many things in their structure. IMS associates are supposed to exist. The evening crew is meant to take care of the general merchandise freight, and the night shift is supposed to only take care of grocery freight. None of this has actually happened yet, except instead of a team of people in the back fixing it every night, there has only been, guess who, me. The store I work for is the largest grossing non-metro store in North Georgia. I exclude the nearby city of Gainesville, as one, simply because I see Gainesville being too big. You wouldn't be able to tell with the crowd that comes in that um, at night. People of Walmart, <laughs> such a great website, um, have nothing compared to some of these people. The drug junkies seem to think this is a popular spot as well, or say my coworkers. I rarely get to see the sales floor unless it's break time. I am the only equipment operator on my shift, namely operating forklifts and electric pallet jacks, but you really couldn't tell. I am the second smallest male on the shift, so essentially I am a slave to the back room, only released when the overlords say I can be. Luckily, I have two more nights of these managers, or these managers, then one will let me work on the sales floor, will be here. Um... I have also realized I am the only furry here, and I might also be the sanest for several hours of the day. Help! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could read it. Your relatively new faithful listener, White. Awesome. So what would you respond to White's email? What would be your response? Do you have stalkers in your store? Not stalkers in the bad way, but stalkers. Yeah, but they're much happier than what this email sounds like. <laughs> well, it's Walmart. Because, um, like, in our... Because... I guess in my position, like, uh, we're like, as a cheesemonger, we walk around the store a lot and we go into the back area and grab a bunch of other things. Sometimes I steal tables from other departments so I can build my own displays. They don't know. Um, (laughs) until, yeah, (laughs) until they're like, Oh, uh, space stole my table. I'm going to take it back. Um, I never really see any disgruntled employees. Most of the time it's been taken care of. Um, we, it's like each store that the company that we work for is one giant family. So if you have a problem, you usually take it to your, your big brother or your supervisor and you talk it with them and, and so forth. But this one seems a little bit more disgruntled um, frustrations because of the situation that they're working. I can understand. So how's your interactions with your supervisors? They're pretty good. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. So, uh, so I essentially work in the deli. The cheese Island is not its own entity yet, but that's supposed to be happening hopefully this later this year of next year. But I work with, um, we have a lead cheesemonger who is essentially my next up boss. And then we have two assistant, uh, deli managers, one over the cheese Island, one over the delicatessen and then, a and then, a, um, deli manager. And then of course there's every other manager in every other department and then their leads and then their store directors and they're essentially all your bosses. So um, I make sure to keep in good standings with every single one of them. Is that why you have that little mustache above your lip? No. (laughs) (laughs) So no, so this is the thing. So Walmart is like the biggest retail place, right? Mm -hmm. I'd never have gone into a Walmart and seen people happy to be working at Walmart. Has anyone actually seen this? I used to be when I worked at Walmart. You liked working at Walmart? I, I actually did. Well, I worked out in the garden center, and at the time I was smoking so much pot, I didn't realize I was having a bad time, so it was okay. 
Oh my god. Now was the pot being grown in the garden center? It probably could have been, and nobody would have noticed. <laughs> This is not the official opinion of for what it's worth. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, I feel your discomfort all the way over here. Would you mind? Would you mind rating that in, sir? Uh, what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but do you do you space go to Walmart and see happy employees? No, but I had one experience and I kind of shot her down. Just like I did it unintentionally, but um, she was just like, "Oh, thanks for coming to Walmart." And I was like talking to her. I like to talk to all the cash registers when I would go through and stuff in the cashiers. Um, makes it sounds like I talked to the cash register. Sorry, cashiers is what I meant. And so she's like, how's your day? And I'm like, good. And she's like, I'm just so glad to be here. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to last. <laughs> oh, and wow. I kind of like said it under my breath. And then um, she's just like, oh, it's okay. And then, you know, I got my stuff and I walked out. And I'm like, wow, that was the most positive and probably the only most positive experience I've ever had with Walmart. You know, I'm, I haven't worked in retail. I'm, so I'm on the other spectrum of things, but I have worked in customer service. So I'm the type of person that I'm going to be as kind and sweet to you as possible. But once you piss me off, <laughs> the gloves are off. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm one of those people that you don't want to be in the checkout counter and I'm upset. So yeah, if, if anybody needs any advice, I've worked plenty of retail places. I mean, my first one is Montgomery Wards. That's how old I am. So, hey, we have another email. That's right. And here it is from Kane. He says, hello again for what it's worth. This is Kane McKeaton again, chiming in for my own two cents on the subject matter. So, furries and retail jobs. Why so many? I think it's simply a matter of probability. Most furries, I'd say, are pretty young, maybe in their late teens to early mid-twenties. Most would also be in high school or college and not have time for a full-time job. Around an urban area, one of the most common uh, part-time jobs would be in retail and thus be an easy job for a student to pick up. As for myself, I've never had a retail job. My current work involves me moving cars to and from the docks for shipping to other islands and, of course, the commissions I do on my own time with my furry art. Perhaps I'm in the minority, then, of those who's never had to work for such a job, at least not yet. Anyway, I'm looking forward to more from you guys and glad I actually remembered to write an email this time before the due date. I keep telling myself I'll write in for the next episode but constantly lose my train of thought and forget it. Signed, Kane. Yay, procrastination. Well, thank you, Kane, for sending that in. You know, the demographics of the fandom are so widespread now. I think that's generally true of anyone at that age point. Is you just you do you do your your time, you pay your debt to society for being in existence, and you work your retail, and then you move on, or you monitor cheese, or you work fast food, or you work fast food. I've never worked fast food, but I I figure you do one or the other. Yep, they're the equivalent of each other. Three different subways managed one of them. You've done both. Uh, yeah. Wow. I worked at Walmart and Toys R Us on Black Fridays. Yee. We'll get to there's a whole section for Black Friday. <laughs> Good. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so thanks for the email then, Kane. Uh, we also have another email from Leo that yes. I think you have Rue. Leo the artist. <laughs> All right. This is what Leo had to say. Hello, Rue, Koru, Firebreath, and Tugs. It's the flamboyant tiger Leo. Last episode was possum. That's such a horrible word. Anyways, can't wait till we get to the next gen of gaming, though. Anyhow, I've yes. worked retail. I just make and pack string cheese for an ungodly amount of hours. But I do have one small tell on working retail. I once accidentally tugged off 
all my fur, my mate's fur off of his tail. So I went to the retail store. <laughs> the retail? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but I have never worked retail. I hope I never have to. If I checked at the clothes... <clears throat> I'm sorry. If I worked at the clothes store... I would lose a huge part of my check just because I love shopping. So do I. This is on the side. But Tugs, I know the problem of being a bigger guy. I want to slim down a lot. I'm doing my steps to go down from a cute, um, whittly femboy. Two. I want. Oh, wait. To the cute fed Whittly femboy I want to be. And I got a few little pointers. Number one, get plenty of sleep. Stress keeps the pounds on. Number two, watermelon is delicious. I don't think so, but apparently Leo does. Helps cut down the water weight. Let's see. And have a little um, leeway. leeway with sweets. It's a 90% healthy to 10% sweets. It's good. I mean, good to have a little sweets here and there, but moderation is key. Small weight loss is progress. progress. Never be upset with small victories. I put a link to a month meal plan that I started. Hope I could offer you a little bit of help. With cookies and happy thoughts, Leo the Artist. The retail store. The retail store. What's string cheese? You don't um, know what string cheese string is? String cheese is just mozzarella that's been uh, stretched into little smaller ropes, and then they cut them off and they package them, so you can pull them and string them off. Have you ever made string cheese? No, but I do make mozzarella, and it's not in the same format. They probably stretch theirs a little bit longer, so it's more firm. I love string cheese, but I have lately gotten into fresh mozzarella. That's so good. I am super hungry talking about all this cheese. Oh, my gosh. I hate <laughs> making fresh mozzarella. <laughs> you hate it, but do as you cheese, like eating it? Uh, yes and no. Like, as a cheesemonger, I, like, I, love, I love and I hate making the mozzarella because it's such a prep job. Anywhere, like, uh, during the summertime, we make about 80 to 100 pounds every four days. Um, that produces about roughly a hundred, maybe plus little like half size pound balls. Um, and of course, you know, when we're making this, <laughs> I can't help myself. I'm going to make all the dirty ball jokes I can. Um, like, Ooh, look at my balls and mm, your balls are all nice and salty. Um, and all those kinds of things. But, um, it's, it's so much time. It takes so much time and that's why I hate it. Cause there's so much more that needs to be done. So... Clothing retail is special on its own because have you guys seen what like Nordstrom Rack looks like after people go through it? It is so terrible. Like some of the women out there, oh my gosh. Like seriously. I don't think it's just a women's thing. It's so terrible. Like I've gone into stores before and there is a mountain of shoes that are just laying on the ground. And I'm like, what in the That's world? That's because they're crappy okay. shoes. You want a you want a good comparison for that? 
for men, oh my god, in Lowe's searching through lumber? Are you effing kidding me? Do they leave piles of lumber? Oh yeah, dude, they'll ju- they'll just take shit off the racks, they'll go through it, they'll I mean, go through like your entire flat stack after you've got done, you know, making it look nice just to find that one piece of wood that's not warped or bowed or splayed or warped or anything. Okay, so so do do they do this with cheese? Do people go through the cheese and do this too? Yes. Yes. Okay, why? Now explain why this is bad though. Okay, so this is bad because um, so in our island, I want everyone to picture kind of like a big old like rectangle. And on the outer rim of the rectangle is a little small kind of like a moat, and it's cool. It's in a cooling rack. What happens is, though, is the cooling rack can only go, like the air goes over the cheese, and it can only cool what's um, in that particular level. So let's say the... It's like a curtain. Yeah, it's like a curtain, but it's a curtain of air. So that that curtain air can only go like five, maybe like six inches up off the uh, the actual platform itself, and people stack cheese above that. Uh, what happens is the cheese gets warm and then it cuts down the life of the cheese, but then it also makes it moldy and other things could happen. And that's, it takes a long time to cut all of that. It takes a long time to cut the cheese. How um, much, how <laughs> much would you say a will of cheese would be like, like, like a pound particular wise or like, like a, a whole wheel of cheese. Yeah. I've seen it like five, six, $800. Oh, that's nothing. Um, so we have a, a wheel called Parmigiano Reggiano, and I can go into details, but it's such a long story. Um, but it's about 80 pounds to hold, and it stands about a foot and a half up, and then it's pretty wide. But that itself costs about $2,200. Woo! So, so uh, we're running out of time for this segment, but the the whole point of of asking the question, the other the other half of that is. There's a presentation requirement that most companies have. They don't want people to come into a store and go, look at that pile of shoes or that no. pile of shirts or that pile of cheese or whatever the pile of things are because they people react the way we were just talking. Oh, God, why don't they take care of their store? And so people being asses and leaving stuff just laying around in the store rather than taking a second to put them back where you got it like you should. I'm a horrible person. You'd leave stuff laying around? I'm a really bad person. It's like, oh... Oh, I got this Oreo thing, and I don't want these Oreos. I'm going to put it in the beauty section. <laughs> well, then truthfully, because I've done this too, truthfully, you'll be like, well, you know, it's their job to put it back. And truthfully, you know, depending on who's working in that department, it is their job to put it back. But it's a nuisance because then you have to stop what you're doing to put that pack of Oreos back and then realize, oh, look, there's a bottle of oil here that's totally out of place. And you got to, like, go back and forth, like putting things back and it's so annoying but one thing that i have to say is absolutely uncalled for is if it's a refrigerated item don't just stick it anywhere that is ridiculous i've seen people that have milk and they take it out of their cart and just put it somewhere because you know that milk is gonna have to just be thrown away because you didn't take the time to go back and put it where it needed to be so anyways we have another email Yes, this is from Mishka. So there, I'm going to stop halfway through this email, and you'll see why. Hey, guys. Mishka the Fox here again. First off, thanks, Tux, for mispronouncing my name. It's pronounced Mishka. Sorry. Everyone knows how to say Mishka, but fuck. If you add a K, shit hits the fan. Just for that, Tux, I have a bunch of cats paid in yarn to come beat you with big pink dildos. Rue, you're so fucking cute, and your voice makes me smile. Tugs, I was joking. You're cool, too. But if you do that shit again, the cats will be knocking on your door. Beware of the dildos. But the cats have cookies for Rue, so he can watch you and enjoy afterwards. Yay! So, I actually got you confused with Mishki as well. Or Miski. So that's why this happened? Sorry. 
I realized when I was doing the show notes, I was like, wait, these are different people. <clears throat> Anyhow, you guys wanted retail horror stories, but I never worked in retail, but I do have some law firm horror stories, which should be included because this is crazier shit than you could ever believe. I'll tell one of them. A couple months ago, a man walked into the office, Bruce, and looked like he had been in a fight. He told the receptionist that he has a dead body in the back of his truck. The receptionist told my mother, who thought everyone was pulling a prank on her. Sadly, this was not the case. My mother told everyone to take their cars out of the parking lot and call the police. The police came in and an investigation started. My mom and I thought it was the most random shit ever. But the office's Facebook got 800 likes, and I guess someone bringing a dead body to your office is good news advertisement. If you'd like to see the whole story, here's, there's a link. So... The moral of the story is, apparently, if you have a small business and you need advertisement, bring a dead body to it. Oh, lovely. Or get trampled during Black Friday. That's their own fault for getting trampled. You you got to realize when you're going, and we're probably going to talk about that. We will. But you got to realize that if you're going to go into that whole deal, you might as well go ahead and bring one of those buttons you push when you have to, uh, when you fall down, you can't get up. Yeah, last alert. Because <laughs> yeah. you're dead. No, it's, you go in there wearing like hockey goalie armor. <laughs> Get out of my way. Just body check. People. Just dress like Jason Voorhees. Oh, oh go. my gosh. I don't know. Jason Bourne? Is that what you said? Voorhees. Voorhees. I don't know who that is. Um, Chainsaw, Hockey Mask. Oh. Uh, horror movies. I watched that movie. Um, well. I don't like scary movies because what if it actually does happen? A scary right. movie is a funny movie. <laughs> All right, let's have some space news. We're going to come back and resume, and we'll talk a little bit about Black Friday. Hailing frequencies open. Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Saturday, September 12th, here are your space headlines. The SpaceX Falcon 9 will not fly until November at the absolute earliest. Right now, the first return to flight mission will be the SES-9 communication satellite, uh, and that's slated for early to mid-November. After that, CRS-8 is slated for mid to late November. But these could be pushed back to December or even 2016 based on the conclusion of the investigation and client reviews of the hardware. Not to mention this may be uh, NASA trying to help uh, orbital ATK gets Cygnus back off the ground, which is slated for December. We don't know about that just yet. In the meantime, SpaceX is busy getting all kinds of upgrades uh, installed on the new Falcon 9s. They are now making it the version 1.2 full thrust version, which grants it an additional 15.6% thrust capacity. They're also going to change some of the weld points on the interstage section, and they're going to give the liquid oxygen for the upper stage engine a deeper chill, which will actually compress it by about 7% more than it would be otherwise. That means it can carry more of it, and it will enhance the performance of the Merlin 1D engine. And this is a, an upgrade that's been in the works for a long time, ever since they first put the Merlin 1D into service. So they've been wanting to get to this, and now they finally can. NASA recently 3D printed a new turbo pump and they ran several tests on it and they found it suitable for use in an upper stage engine. It's capable of operating at more than 90,000 RPMs, rotations, excuse me, revolutions per minute, and that generates over 2,000 brake horsepower, or 1,500 kilowatts, all while pumping 1,200 gallons of cryogenic liquid hydrogen per minute. They ran 15 full-power tests, showing the capacity to feed an upper-stage engine capable of generating about 35,000 pounds of thrust. The turbopump delivered fuel at a temperature of negative 400 degrees Fahrenheit, which then burned at over 6,000 degrees Fahrenheit. 
The whole 3D printing process allowed this pump to be designed and built to contain about 45% fewer parts than conventional designs, meaning you've got that many fewer moving parts that can fail. It took NASA about two years to design and build this particular turbo pump and other similar components that they were testing on this uh, performance test engine. Had they used traditional manufacturing processes, it would have taken closer to four years, possibly longer. So if they can cut their manufacturing time in half, not just the manufacturing, but the development time as well, then that's gonna make churning out new rockets a heck of a lot cheaper and faster. NASA is currently waiting to see if Congress will add funding to next year's budget, which would in turn allow them to kickstart the development of a new upper stage engine for the SLS. Right now, it's currently being called the Exploration Upper Stage, and uh, it's gonna be slated for the second flight of the SLS, which will be the first flight that will actually have a crew aboard. And that is slated currently for 2021, but that may date may slip, it's the nature of rocketry. By getting started on it now, they actually should be able to have it ready for that flight. If they don't get the money they need for next year's budget, it will delay that and they may end up having to use uh, a Delta IV uh, style engine, a modified Delta IV upper stage cryogenic engine, which NASA says it will cost about $150 million to human rate because they won't fly it unless it's human rated. Right now, the exploration upper stage uh, will feature four RL-10 engines and provide the ability to carry 50% more mass than other upper stage designs. So this could be really good. We could really make use of this engine. And it looks really cool from the, the artist conception designs. It's It just looks very futuristic and very sci-fi. And if they can make that a real thing, I love it when art imitates life and life imitates art. Right now, different budgets for the SLS program have been bouncing back and forth between the Senate and the House, which is normal. We're hoping to hear more about this very soon. That's all we've got for you this time. For more on space and space-related matters, follow NASA, SpaceX, and other organizations on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying, keep looking up, space fans. you to do our ident. Click do our ident on the For What It's Worth website. Hey, 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 I'm Dusty from Coleman, Alabama, and you're listening to For What It's Worth. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping what into the, the future. <laughs> Anywho, so welcome back, everyone, and thanks for the ident, Dusty. I really yes, appreciate thank it. Thank you. That was, that was excellent work. Have I you been watching that. Space Jam recently? I did watch Space Jam recently. Yeah, you weren't the one singing. Jam. When did you watch me all jam? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does Space Jam taste like? Oh my God. <laughs> so, more importantly, we're talking about retail still. So, we have a couple questions we need to ask you before we get to the next email. The first question we have for you what is the best part about working retail? Um. Uh, you know, I think it's besides the benefits because, you know, like I have like because I'm full time, I get the benefits like normal people do. But the other cool thing is, is I get hooked up with the vendors and I'm part of the, the Utah Chocolate Society. So I get to really delve further into time out. There's a Utah Chocolate Society. Yes, but you're not in it. <laughs> 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 it's We dubbed it as like the secret society. I can probably get you into it. No big deal. 
Um, but we delve further into the specialty of cacao. So, um, mm. cacao. Like, like some people think like those endangered species or the rainforest chocolates are really good. They're like what three or four bucks, but really in reality, that is the the worst crap you could put in your body. Um, we we deal with uh, more high quality chocolates where the ingredients are like maybe two, which is cane sugar and cacao beans, and that's it. Mm. Anyway, um, sorry. So what else is great about working retail? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's so that's that's one of the things is I get to go to these events. Um, we get to have our vendors come in. We get to meet all the local vendors coming in. Like uh, I don't know if I can drop names. Oh, I'll go for it. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead. Chili beak, like a chili oil and then we deal with like pepper jellies and all those things um, so but they get to come in and um, the other fun things too is that we get to like joke around a lot and um, I, I do things so you like the people you work with <laughs> I do I love them See, I think that's the secret to any job is you've got to like the people you work with you could work at, at the crappiest company in the world and as long as the people you work with were good you would probably be able to last y- uh, that's not true in all situations not completely but, true but most I feel like, well, <laughs> so I, I get through the day with most of, like, my uh, my humor and stuff kind of helps me, like, keep my spirits up. So um, I was walking through the the deli because I take my dishes back there, and there's this guy back there, and he's just, <sighs> drives me nuts. But I, I went over to the assistant manager, and I'm like, I swear to God, if he opens his mouth again, my IQ points are going to keep dropping because I feel like I get dumber and dumber the more he speaks to me. So... <laughs> Um, and he's like, I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm like, really? Okay, I'm walking out. <laughs> so because I'm Lucifer over here, I'm going to ask, what is the worst part of working in retail? Ugh, the customers, man. The customers are relentless. They are the worst. Why, though? <laughs> they are the Because, okay, so I think anyone who, who works in retail can agree that once people walk through the front doors, they lose their common sense altogether. <laughs> Like, like, do they just literally become stupid? Yeah, they really do become stupid. Um, like, uh, like, okay, there was this, I got in trouble like a couple of months ago. This lady comes up to me and she's like, I don't understand why your fondue bags are so expensive. And I'm like, I don't either. You'll have to take it up with the support office or the ones who deal with all the money. She's like, well, what's the difference between this one and that one? And I look at it and I'm like, uh, nothing. They're both the exact same weight. Well, this one looks different. I'm like, well, that's obvious because that one's like 0.10. I mean, that barely is. She's like, you don't have to be rude. I'm like, I was just pointing out the obvious. One bag is full. The other bag is half full. You do the math. You know, but they, they don't. And so when you throw it back in their face, they get so mad. Or um, I had a person like, I had a person come in and they were like, I'm looking for a cheese. I'm like, okay, do you like cheddar? No. Do you like Swiss? No. Do you like brie? No. Do you like blue? No. And they said no to everything. And I'm like, so you basically said no to all cheese. Well, I really like Gouda. And I'm like, oh, we just talked about that. And you just said you don't like Gouda. Well, I don't like hard Gouda, but I like smoked Gouda. And I'm like, I just want to slap you in the face right now. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I take issue with that because I don't know what family cheese Gouda falls into. I know I like I like the weird fancy French cheese that's like something de fromage. You know what? I probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. But I don't know what kind of family of cheese. I just know I like that cheese. Well, and I guess like... I don't like the world's cheese family expert. I just know what I like. Okay, well, here's a pretty self-explanatory one. Someone came into the store like, where's your popsicles at? And I'm like, in the freezer section, where else would they be? 
Where else do you put popsicles? <laughs> You're not going to find them on the shelves. They're going to melt on the shelves. Are you serious? Well, you could. but, you, you know, could. maybe they don't know where your freezer section is. It doesn't take that much comp. I mean, all you got to do is actually look. But people, when they come in, they're looking at their phones and they barely even, like, give a crap. Uh, that's actually a, a, a good question that she asked because you can buy Otter Pops warm on the shelf. Oh, that's different. <laughs> They're oh. popsicles. Okay, so, so there's interpretation uh, okay. stuff. We, we, there's a matter of interpretation stuff in there. Yes. What about when your customers are just plain inconsiderate, though? When they're just assholes. Because um, you do run into just plain assholes. Uh, we do. Um, I have this policy when I'm, when I'm... So we call it demoing. Um, and so that means we're fooding out there. I love that. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, I like it because I get to talk to all the different customers. But I have a policy where you can only have... One sample, and my samples are usually fairly big, um, because if you take another one, that obviously means you're either hungry, you just don't care. So if you like the sample good enough, buy the product while you're at it. Well, we'll have customers that come in and they'll just constantly be eating in, and I'll be like, sorry, only one. They're like, go to hell. And I'm like, you are. Because, <laughs> like, I'm pissed, because I'm like, come on, I put a lot of hard work into the sample, and you want more than one? Buy the freaking sample. You're wearing a Cartier, and your BMW is parked outside. You can clearly afford it. So they're just, some of them are just, like, the biggest buttholes ever. <laughs> all right, all right. This is leading to the good part, but first we've got to read this email from Arisu. So here's what it is. It says, I read the topic, and I'd like to put in my two cents. Having been at my current job for a little under seven years, working quick service food, I've been through many stages of trying to deal with customers. The important thing is whether it's retail, restaurant, or phone customer service, the job you have is really what you make of it. If you have a negative attitude, that's it's portrayed in your mood. Your customers will see it. If you let it affect you, that will affect the image you portray of the company you work for. Honestly, the job you have, no matter where you work, is what you make of it. If you're not satisfied at working retail, that's fine, but you need to not let it show. Really, your attitude can determine how your customers act. Speaking from someone who has had depression for the longest time, having finally gotten medication, my mood has changed, and so has my customer service. All in all, yes, you're going to get those 1 in 10,000 who you just can't satisfy, but that's the nature of working with people. Be thankful that you're employed, at least, and try to do your best. And realize that there are circumstances where you might get a bad customer, but there's nothing you can do about it and move on with your day. I actually am going to ask you to reply to this first rather than take first reply. This is tradition. Well, they make a good point because I actually am on medication now. So my customer service has actually gotten better since then. Um, But what we have to realize is we don't know what the customers are going through. They could simply be having a bad day. And then when we do something towards them, whether we think we're uh, in the right, it makes them more infuriated. And that actually makes the experience worse. So the best thing you can do is just do the best that you can do. Whether your job sucks or not, you kind of have to... All jobs are based off of customer service. So you have to provide that customer service no matter what. If you don't get paid enough, quit. Simple as that. But they make a good point. Now, being on medication, my, my uh, mood has imp- uh, improved. I am much happier with my customers. In fact, I've made bigger sales because of it. Um, and so I'm more, uh, I'm more engaged and, and I actually enjoy my job now. There are aspects of the job that I couldn't enjoy before. Now I can. And the customers that are kind of pissy and rude, they don't really bother me anymore. I kind of just, it's like water on a duck's back. It just rolls off. What about you, Rue? What, with retail? Well, just in general. Like, the argument is, you know, it it sounds like it's almost like suck it up. You know, just... 
you don't you don't have much to say. It's no, fine. I don't. Uh, just don't be a dick. You know. Here, here's my counter to that. I agree that it is what you make of it, and we should do. I, I was brought up to to do the best at what I do at all times, right? You I mean you're doing something? You should be proud of what you're doing, even if it sucks. If you look, if you're getting paid to handle a pile of shit, you should still do the best pile of shit handling that you can do. Exactly. At the same time, that doesn't justify the behavior of someone to be an outright asshole. You're not anyone's punching bag, no matter how much you're getting paid. If they're doing something that's just outright not acceptable, you shouldn't take that from them. Period. And your supervisor should be willing to back you up. Right. And if, and if they don't, then, this you This is know, probably not a good place to be. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I mean, usually, when whenever I've worked with customer service, and, um, you know, I used to work with real estate agents, and the real estate agent was getting completely out of hand with me, and... Uh, she was just swearing and calling me names, and it. She took it personal. It, she took it to that level, and, um, you know, I just, you know, said, "I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm sorry you feel that way. Um, I'm gonna be ending this phone call. Um, have a nice day." And I hung up on her. You know, we're actually not supposed to say we're sorry at work unless we uh, are instructed to, because that means we're at fault, and then they could take us to court because of it. So <laughs> we've been trained to say certain phrases and stuff. Um, but I have one, uh, ex- like good experience. If you, if you might let me share it real quick. Go ahead. So this is a, this might be a common one that most retailers might come in, uh, contact with, uh, sexist. Um, we had one sexist customer come in and he was giving beef to my coworker and she, uh, she basically just like walked to me. She's like, I can't deal with this customer because he, because he says I can't help him because I'm a woman. Um, and he wants his next supervisor. And I'm like, well, our, our lead cheesemonger is uh, on vacation, so I guess I'll take care of it. So I walked up, and, he, and I'm like, so may I help you? What's the problem? And he's like, I can't, I can't be helped by her. She's just a woman. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> we're in a predicament because I'm gay. <laughs> so, um, Ouch. Yeah. That's fantastic you did that. <laughs> that that's awesome. And uh, he just looks at me, and I'm like, and unfortunately, I just can't help you, but I'd be more than happy to get my store director, who will probably escort you out the store. Your choice. So he's like, I'll just, I'll just go to like Whole Foods or something. And I'm like, okay, not a big deal. It's like, what, $50 like lost? I don't care. So there are some... Did you get into trouble for that? No, I didn't because I stood my ground and I defended um, the fact that she was being... Um, discriminated? Discriminated because, because she was, she was a, woman. a woman. And then because... Yeah. I mean, even though the, the laws in Utah weren't in effect yet for gay people, I still stood my ground and I said, you know, I'm not going to help someone who's going to talk to my coworker like that. So they, luckily there was no complaint sent in. The customer left and then we went on with our job. That's really awesome that you ended up standing your ground for that. Um, so we have Cobalt's email, right? Actually, it's Miski's next. Oh, Miski's. I'm Miskies. sorry. I think Space has it. That's number this, three. Uh, tiny writing. Tiny, teeny, tiny. Well, like, she, has, she used small font. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, it, it's okay to have small font. Hello, guys. I wasn't going to send an email for your retail episode as the closet I've done, or the clo- as the closest I've done is bar work. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but after working my way back through the series and hearing you through, uh, talk about Black Friday, I thought I would have something to add. Um, sorry if it's too late. Perhaps you'd like to save this for Christmas or an episode or something, but I'll send it to you anyways. Um, this year, like the past five, I'll be working Christmas Day in my parents' pub. Uh, we only open for lunchtime, but it's probably the busiest few hours that we'll have all year. 
Most people would probably horrified by the idea of this, but what makes the difference is I'm working with my family and all the customers are in good spirits. After we serve the last drink, we join our friends in the barn out in the back and exchange presents next to the fire. Once they've gone home, we clean the pub up and then head home or head around my uh, grandmother's house for a Christmas dinner. Has anyone on your show ever had this experience like this? Oh, does it keep going? I guess I do. Yes. Um, even now that I've moved out and have a full-time job, I can't think of any better way to spend my Christmas day. It'll just be interesting because I'm working my usual job the day before. Um, on the subject of my job, I just listened to your episode on online identities versus the workplace. It's interesting seeing how different people deal with this because I've been totally open about my involvement in the fandom with my work colleagues. I actually mentioned it in an interview, which produced a bit of an odd response from one of the panelists. Luckily, the other knew a little bit about the internet and tempered this. Um, so I didn't look like a total nutcase. Anyways, news has got out amongst my other colleagues that I'm a furry, and I'm okay with that. I answer questions thrown at me truthfully. When asked about the kinky side of the fandom, I essentially brushed it off, and as far as I can tell, no one has mistaken me for a deviant. Um, I've even shown some of my artwork to a few peeps, and sometimes I talk about costume-making art commissions and fur meets with people I work with on every day. That's just how I live life. I'm too honest to hide something so important to me. Anyways, I hope uh, you got lots of responses about working in retail if mine didn't arrive in time. Fluffy hugs, Miski. P.S. If you type barmaid into predictive text on an old mobile phone, it comes up with carnage. I wish I had an old mobile phone to do this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if my, maybe my smartphone could do it. It can type anything. <clears throat> yeah, it can. Bars open on Sunday. Sunday. Christmas? Christmas. Sunday. Why did I say Sunday? It might be. It depends on what day Christmas lands on. That's true. Uh, you know, as far as my family, I mean, with the holidays and stuff like that, our tradition is just being with each other and, you know, um, just being with each other. So um, opening presents and stuff like that, that's just our family tradition. I mean, I don't know what your guys' tradition is. Uh, it's about the same. About the same? Yep. My traditions, sadly, have to kind of take a side because uh, working in retail, it's it's a double-edged sword. You get all these great benefits and you get good pay, but on the flip side, you sacrifice holidays and friends' time and uh, family events. So I work Thanksgiving and I work Christmas Eve. And, you know, I, I, I've at this point, I mean, I love the holidays personally, but at the same time, I also hate them because I can't fully enjoy them like I used to. Ugh, so because the they music. don't give you holidays, do they end up giving you more PTO or floating holidays or anything like that? Or do they not give that at all? Um, they do give Christmas Day paid, and I think they do it for Thanksgiving as well. But um, And then we also close a store early, which customers get mad. But I'm like, come on, for real? Like, we slave ourselves every day for you guys to have your product. Can we not have a few hours with our family? How hard is it to ask for just that one moment? So um, it's kind of difficult. It's frustrating. Um, but at the same time, that's basically what I signed up for. And I, I basically, like, signed the deal with the devil at the same time. So um, I have gotten a few holidays off. But as far as, like, the ones that are coming up now, um, it's it's 
from here on out until January, like mid-January, it's going to be hell. <laughs> yeah, hell on earth. Um, it's a hell that I love, but it's a hell that I also hate. <laughs> yeah, hell jail. <laughs> pretty much. That is pretty much what it is. <laughs> okay, well, let's get to our last email on the subject. This one's a bit long, so I might do some skim reading edition. Okay. It says, Dear Fowa, my name is Laz, and I've been listening to your show for over a year. I went back and listened to all the previous episodes until I was caught up. My last name doesn't give me away. I'm a kobold, a.k.a. a la Dungeons and Dragons. I'm not the hairy kind, but the little lizard men, which will in I'll include he as a picture. Uh, I have white scales, uh, save for my head, and a tail that gets uh, a little longer the longer I'm in the fandom. I meant to email you in the last episode, but college started back up, so for now I'm going to email you about retail. I currently have worked for a cashier for Walmart for the past three years going on four. Why exactly do I work this job? It pays the bills while I go to school. And besides, a few times out of the year, it's not the most demanding job. You come in, ring up thousands of dollars of groceries, stock candy, clean, and run the self-checkout machines. Then you go home and you're done, so it's not bad in terms of a mindless job. I'm simply working it until I get my degree, which should be in about a year or so. Then I can move on to a better job. Now for some good and bad stories from the store. First, I'm going to tell you... And the viewers, a few things a few things you should know about being a cashier. From a customer perspective, you're only getting rung up once or twice a day. From the cashier point of view, unless you make an impression, good or bad, or likely anything, you won't be remembered. There are a few phrases that almost every cashier I work with hates. If an item doesn't ring up and you say, must be free, I hate that. And I must hear it three times a shift. And it really bugs you when you're trying to scan something only to hear your customer cracking jokes about it. If you check a big bill to see if it's counterfeit, it must be good. I made it this morning. It's terrible. According to our actual rulebook, we're supposed to hand it back to you if you hint it might be fake. Not to mention it's a bad joke. If a cashier is standing at the register with the light on and looks right at you, are you open? <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> You're dumb if you do this, people. This is not what he wrote. I put the you dumb in, but it's true. You wouldn't believe how many things you can learn at the stores by looking up at the lights or signs. <laughs> oh my God, I totally feel for this person. Right. <laughs> Amen. Another infamous line is, you look bored, so here's something to do. Oh, God. Oh, man. Do people really say that? Yes. Yes, yes. yes, they do. I hear it every day. <laughs> this joke is likely the worst out of all of them, since you're basically work, throwing work in a cashier's face before even saying hello. Now, as for bad stories, I have a few. The worst thing to ever happen was what I like to call the coupon lady. <laughs> oh, the coupon <laughs> lady. <laughs> so many good points. She was the skinny blonde lady that came through my line as I got off break. Her buggy was tied, was filled to the brim, not with large object, but jam packed with all jam packed with all manner of small items. It took a good fifteen minutes to ring her up, even though I had was spabbed a seconds per item rating of about four seconds per item. <clears throat> Excuse me. To make matters worse, she was price comparing every item in her buggy. This gets bad around holidays as managers pressure us to give the customer what they want. This includes some fairly ridiculous price comparisons of well over fifty percent. After all that was done, she pulled out a three-ring binder of coupons. Uh, she had as many as 30 of the same coupon for things she bought. 15 minutes of coupons later, she rang up as minus $90. Looking up on the slip, I printed out without price matches or coupons, our total would have been well over $300. There's a rule at Wally World where you can't give money back for shopping, so a manager has to be called. He took forever. They always do. What follows next is a long conversation between her and him. I'm going to the office to call the stores to check their prices. Of me standing there with her just staring at me the whole time. At this point, the other employees who have lunch at the subway in the store are looking at me and watching as this happens. The store is right in front of some of the registers, so they have an easy view. Eventually, he comes back and tells her most of the prices are wrong, to which she demands they just take off everything she's gotten that didn't match up. 
I end up having to get a separate buggy, cancel her transaction, re-ring up everything she wants, take her coupons again, and watch her pay $3 for 20 rolls of toothpaste. This entire process took two hours of me standing there with other people asking what was going on. Rumors spread like wildfire, so I had to tell everyone I saw the story of the coupon lady. Oh, my God. Uh. I wish the story ended there. But I had to work an early shift the next day. I was behind the cigarette counter at 6.30 a.m. when I saw her with the exact same buggy full of stuff coming through the other cashier's line. I had to call the morning manager over and fake a question about the cigarettes to let her know what was up before it happened again. The lady had decided to just come back in the morning when she thought none of the evening shift people would be working. Eventually, they had to post her picture in the back to warn other managers about her. As far as good stories, I'll keep this one short and sweet. Once while working the register, I had this old married couple come through my lane, and over their entire order, they proceeded to argue with one another. They pretended they had things like pretending to walk off so the other would be forced to pay, sneaking candy off the rack into other items behind the other's back. Um, blah, blah, blah. The old man looked at me and said, you missed a bag, and pointed it to his wife, which she replied, you better not eat or sleep around me. It turned out what was a boring day into a 10-minute long comedy show. Now to the final question of the show. What would I say to Rue? I'm glad that we have actual, like, this is a great email. Black Friday isn't fair. I've had to work every Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and Saturday for the past three years, and I expect I will have to do so this year. Now, I don't condemn you for doing what millions of other people do by shopping on that day. I would simply like you to appreciate how good you have it by getting to be that part of the bloodthirsty horde of savages. While I don't really mind missing Thanksgiving with my family, I don't mind it because of bad family ties, I hate to see my other co-workers during that time. Several older ladies look heartbroken not to have dinner with their families. I've actually seen one cry over it as her daughter had to come in, yet she couldn't see her because she had to work. And the daughter was flying back that night. Beyond that, we don't get to enjoy Black Friday. It kills me to see some of the deals I have to ring up, only to know they will be all gone by the time I ever get the chance to buy them. I know it's not really fair that we miss the deals when we have to ring you up for them. So this year, when you're shopping on Black Friday, just remember that some of us wish we had the freedom to choose to enjoy it. Also, this is not hate mail of any sort. Your stories make me laugh, and without you as one of the founding members, I would have such a great show to listen to during my lunch break. I know this is one tear of an email, and I hope it hasn't been too long. I hope to write you guys again in the future with a more lighthearted topic. Anyway, I love the show, and you guys have really helped me learn about the fandom's culture more in depth, as I live in a rather dead zone for furs. Signed, Laz Kobold. Well, thank <clears throat> you for that extremely, extremely long email. <sighs> it was a good email. But it was a great email. That's a, that was a good conversation. But towards the end of that email, though, they kind of burned me just a little bit. No, no, <laughs> they, they kind of they kind of burned themselves unintentionally without realizing it. How? How? Uh, so people complain that they have to work on Black Friday. You do have to realize that when you work for a, a conglomerate like Walmart or Best Buy, you are going to be working holidays and Black Friday. So therefore, because you've accepted that job, you've accepted the reason that you will be working on that day. So well, you really can't complain about it. Where else can you just work though? Like it's really hard to get a regular job outside of retail. Like you have to work at it for weeks and weeks. And when you have a family to feed, you can't. They weren't really complaining though, because they made mention that they, was it a he or she? He. I would say he, he made mention that there were bad family ties, which I can totally get. That's so fair. I don't mind working, you know, Black Friday or, or Thanksgiving. I don't or mind either. And Christmas. People don't realize that sometimes you actually do get extra pay um, on Black Friday deals too. So you can mm -hmm. get like a dollar extra, but that's just the thing. Like I work in grocery, but we don't have Black Friday deals because they're just the same sales that you can get on any other day. <laughs> so. It's a grocery store. <laughs> exactly. 
10 cents I, off a piece. You know, I'll be honest. I, I think that Black Friday is something that helps secure your job. Secure jobs. Not really. No, it used no, to, but no. it's not anymore. It's not called Black Friday because it's a horrible day. It used to be that it would well, switch the company from from red ink to black ink, which is why it was called Black Friday. That's not the case anymore. It really, have it really does depend on, on how you look at it and what glass that you're looking through. Um, I mean, my the reason why I'm coming up with that is that, you know, if Black Friday, Black Friday gets people into the store in which, you know, if you have a customer that doesn't normally go there and ends up going there because of some sort of sell, you know, you might have a customer that continues to go there on other days. I, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with with what they're doing, but I don't necessarily feel like that you should... 100% blame all the customers. It's kind of a little bit of a happy medium of blaming the corporation and also blaming the customers themselves. Uh, I understand where you're coming from, Mr. Tugs, and your your feelings on on Black Friday, but I'm defending myself in in which, you know, it's it's a good sell. It's something that, you know, my money is is good. I'm going to work hard. And then I'll go out and shop, you know, for Black Friday. Or I will actually intentionally wait for, like, a game system or whatever that I'll buy that on Black Friday. That's just something that, that I do is I save up the money and I go out there like a, the savage that I am, I guess. Do you realize that the... But I usually do cyber sales instead because it's easier. Best Buy, Walmart, and Target all report that they actually lose money on Best Buy because they're... Uh, sales discounts are all super, super low. But the only reason they have those sales is to clear out their inventory. They don't actually have good sales. That's the thing. Black Friday has changed so much. Mm -hmm. It's it's all hype now. I do want to say that I think that it's absolutely ridiculous where Black Friday has now became Thanksgiving evening. Like Thanksgiving needs to stay to be a day that you be with that you need to be with your family and what it's turned into is you have thanksgiving lunch you don't have thanksgiving dinner anymore you have thanksgiving lunch and then you go shopping well that's the whole point of our gratitude episode too is it's like nope start thinking about what i want for christmas now it's 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 annoying it's dumb so (laughs) i will say that there are some things that make it extremely stupid so put a black friday tag on something that Looks like it's a sale price, but it's not really a sale price, and people are still going to buy it. Yeah, <laughs> I've actually seen things cost less before and after a Black Friday for an item, and have it cost like ten or twenty bucks more on Black Friday. They just put a Black Friday sale on it because it's still less in MSRP, and people will still go apeshit over it. That's because they don't do the research. That's yeah, that's, they, it. that's exactly it. They're <laughs> like, we just we need to go and camp out at Best Buy because we need to get everything that says Black Friday sale. I've heard that Cyber Monday is actually really terrible for people because that's when everybody on Black Friday is going to... Well, they're shopping for cyber cyber deals, but they're also returning all the stuff from Black Friday that they decided that they didn't want to keep. Yeah, going on the internet for like Cyber Monday, which, which is what, that Monday after Black Friday? Mm-hmm. It's like trying to drive downtown Salt Lake during conference. It's <clears> just, it, you can't get anywhere quickly. It's true. Uh, but just remember that if Black Friday is hard on the employees, especially the ones working electronics for some reason, at least in you know like North America and stuff, 
It's hard. I've worked GameStop Black Friday open to close. That was one hell of a day I'll never forget. No matter how hard I want to. Try to forget it, forget it. I'll never forget it. That was one. Well, final thoughts about retail space. Um, like I said before, retail is a double-edged sword. You love it. You love your job. It really depends on what you do. But at the same time, you sacrifice uh, holidays, friends, family. And that's a sacrifice that I've had to take a huge hike in for mates I'd never get to go to anymore. I look forward to game nights and time with friends. That's what I look forward to the end of the week. And then, of course, going home to Felix. <laughs> it doesn't do, sound bad. Do you have any pleas on behalf of the retail force? Any pleas? Any pleas. Any, any please remember us? Any pleas for consideration? Oh, yeah. Just, you know, when you come into a store... Um, don't, don't expect us to bend over backwards for your needs. Kind of just, you know, don't treat you like a slave. Yeah. Don't treat me like a slave. Like I get paid to do my job, but I don't get paid to, you know, <laughs> yeah, read your mind exactly. And don't get upset with us if we don't know exactly what you're talking about. Um, and it's just, just be nice when you come into a store. It's just, it's like, uh, it's like karma. You know, be nice to the person, it'll come back good at you. But if you're going to be a dick, just know that we're going to come back and it's going to be worse. Well, right. Space, thank you so much for, for joining us on this particular topic. We're going to be taking a short little break and we're going to come back with the, the game. game where we're going to torture you. You're listening to For What It's Worth. Brought to you by For What It's Worth brand pomade. If you're looking to tame your mane, then think For What It's Worth. Our signature formula is guaranteed to have you looking your sharpest. A couple of dabs and you'll be the cat's pajamas, ready for a night on the town. The ladies love that For What It's Worth look, and so do the boys. And unlike the next leading brand, for what it's worth brand pomade won't cause clogs in the bath. Once it gets washed out, it turns into a powerful drain cleaner. Not even the fluffiest husky can stop up a shower with our product. For what it's worth brand pomade. If we told you what's in it, we'd have to kill you. Are you ready for your next secret message? Good. 23. 1. 19, 8, 25, 15, 21, 18, 4, 9, 18, 20, 25, 16, 1, 23, 19. We need you to get this urgent message to the boys in fur. Good luck. Welcome back, you crazy little furballs. It is now time for the, the game. game. So it is Space is Everywhere. That is the name of this game. So Space, do you know yourself? Each question you answer correctly is worth one point. Let's get going. You ready? I guess so. Good. <laughs> this is how we reward you for coming on. All right, Rue, question one. Go for it. How many planets are in the solar system? Nine. 
Pluto, Pluto is a, a, a planet. They've reinstated it. Yeah, no. Pluto got reinstated. When? Um, a actually, few, a few, few months, months ago. ago. No. Yeah. Yes. yes. So that's we'll a, set that one aside. It's known as a you. dwarf planet. Yeah. What is? Oh, hold on. I will look right now. You will look. Well, right technically, look if right you now. want to go that way, there's also like five other dwarf planets. So I think it's like fourteen. It planets in our solar system now? According to NASA's website, it is not a planet. But NASA is not... In NASA is king. NASA is not the... They are the administration it's not the international, of space. It is not the International Astrological These Society. points don't matter. Look at well, Russia's website. They'll tell you what's true. <laughs> I can't read backwards R's. Just ask the next... I'll ask the next question. Okay, here we go. How many Earths can fit in the sun? I don't know. <laughs> no, oh my god! Can I can I try answering these? Only after space gets an official <laughs> okay. guess. Earth is. So I'm just like this big. Earth is. <laughs> He's doing hand gestures. <laughs> so you can all see at home right now. Um, I'm gonna say like forty-one. <laughs> all right, Corey, your guess. Um, I think it's in the range of like. No, hold on. I, like, um, I want to see. I want to say like 280 million, but I no know that's way. not the answer. Oh, is that it? No. <laughs> it is way too many. One no, million. I it was a it's a million. Oh, a million. What? How big is the sun? Can't be that big. It is it's huge. huge. We'll get to that. We'll talk about it some more later. Okay, here, question Whatever. three. How far up from where you're sitting right now is space? That makes <laughs> it's everywhere. I mean, no, we're talking like the boundary of what we would consider space versus the atmosphere. How far up is it from where you're sitting right now? About four miles. Hundred kilometers. But put that in miles. I don't know kilometers. We live in America. Sixty-three point two miles. Sixty-two point one. That was close. Good guess. Miles? Good. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah, you could be there in less than an hour. Oh. Well, that's seriously that close. Yeah. Oh, good. Good God. All right, so question four. Why is crying dangerous in space? Because you'll freeze. <laughs> It'll freeze your ducks. Unless you're... Okay, <laughs> wait. Assume, assume that you wow. are on a spacewalk. Therefore, you are not exposed to the vacuum of space. Why is it dangerous? Why are you crying to begin with? Just assume that you found out that you're on a spacewalk and that your mother died. <laughs> ah, that's terrible. Um, why? Why can't you cry in space? Why is it dangerous? Why to is cry it in dangerous? Space? I don't know. Is an alien gonna come by and like zap your tears? Is or that something? really your guess? Sure. <laughs> Corey, what's your guess? Uh, my guess would be because it would introduce moisture into the spacesuit and cause fogging on the inside of the... But you breathe with your mouth, which has moisture in it. Uh, well, see, that was my guess. I don't know. Your tears don't fall in space. Someone actually started crying in space. It was a cosmonaut, and they almost drowned in their helmet. How do you drown from your tears? They were crying a lot, and the helmet is not very big. Why are they crying So the space? tears float in front of you. They don't go anywhere, so you right. risk breathing them in. Huh. That makes sense. Why don't or, they have like little, they should line, like there should be a sensor in your helmet. So if you start crying, it's just like, that's the vacuum. <laughs> there's, const there's constant airflow inside of your um, spacesuit anyway, because it's a pressurized suit. You know? So is it so, bad to pee in space too then? No, that's why you wear diapers. So question five. Oh my God. I'm serious. Okay, question five. What was the average life insurance policy of an Apollo astronaut? Are you serious? Yes. That's a thing? Yes. Uh, 
There's no way that's a thing. Life insurance. So, so if it's you know what a life insurance policy is, yes, I have one. A, so you're saying it's not a thing? No, no, no. I, I say it is a thing. I would say Just like what was the value of the policy? Let's say like two years. No, no. no. It's a it's a um, dollar amount. Oh, dollar amount? Yeah. Oh, I would say anywhere from like a hundred grand up. You're doing very well. The answer is zero. They couldn't carry life insurance. They weren't allowed to. Why? That's why I was shaking my head. That was a trick question. <laughs> That's right. stupid. Don't right. ask me stupid questions. All right, question six. You ready? Are you ready? Okay. How many audible explosions have been recorded in outer space? Audible explosions? Yes. You can't. Things can't explode in space. So how many have been recorded? Zero. That is correct. Yeah. Good job. Which is why... All the Star Wars films don't make sense. For instance, why one of the destroyers crashes into the other. You can't fall in space and you can't blow up in space either. Technically, there is noise, but it's in the form of radio waves and, and uh, radiation. So that's what SETI is there for. Mind blown. Rue, would you All mind right, asking the seven. next one? <laughs> How much of the mass of the solar system is the sun in terms of percentage? So you were asking how big the sun was. How much of the solar system is the sun, percentage-wise? Why are we asking these questions? Because they're about you. I so didn't go to MIT. So we're talking <laughs> about our Space. solar system. We're not talking about the galaxy. How much of the mass of our solar system is the sun in terms of percentage? Five. <laughs> mass, not volume. The percentage of the mass of the solar system. The mass of the solar system. Oh, well, you know, I'm 5%? just going to... 5%? You know, I'm just going to go 100%. One that would mean that the entire solar system is the sun. Sure. What about the Earth? The Earth is in there. Do we even know that we actually exist? 93%. Oh, my God. Corey, what is your guess? I'd say 93%. Is it 5%? Rue? It's 99%. 2% okay. milk? The sun is 99% of all the mass of the solar system. The mass. System. So, like, everything, all the planets All the, the atoms that make up the... And not, not all the space, not volume. I think that's what you're thinking of, is volume size. The atoms that make up the objects like in the solar system. Like, if you were to there's, add the there's sun, actually the nothing Earth, going Jupiter, on in my brain Saturn, right now. <laughs> all into one ball, <laughs> that would be the mass. Okay, so, question eight. Can the Earth, if it harnesses the power of the sun fully, be fully solar-powered? So from all the sunlight that hits the Earth in a day, if we could harness that, could the Earth be fully solar-powered? No. Uh, yes. A billion times over. Yes. If we could capture the Earth, I think it, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think it's if we could get the entire energy for a day that hits the Earth, we'd be good for a year. But that's wow. if you could. You'd have to put solar panels in the sky where there was no cloud. And right. it would have to be 100% efficient, which are not. Solar panels today are only about 20 All right, Rue. Chinese Okay, so them. in space, what happens if you touch two pieces of the same metal in space? So I have two pieces of nickel, and I touch them in outer space. What happens? Nothing. Koru, what happens? Like two pieces of metal, the um, same metal, the same metal, the same yeah. metal type. Well, each so like two in a zero gravity nickel. environment, technically they're gonna create their own small gravitational mass, so they would attract to each other. That's an imaginary point. Well, but that's the only thing. That the I answer we're of. looking for is they cold weld instantly. They cold oh. weld. Oh, so you're you telling go. me that if I had two metal fillings in my teeth, that'd be the same metal. And I bite down. My bite. My bite's gonna be. Solid if you shut. were in the vacuum of space, yes. 
Well, you wouldn't survive in the vacuum of space. Right, but your teeth would, and then you would have a <laughs> solid piece of metal. Which I'd be frozen. <laughs> okay, so question 10. The last question. How many points does he have? Uh, one. 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 <laughs> You're doing great. You're well, tied with our all-time leader for the well, season. Well, we are still questioning about question one, right? That's a, I'm given. <laughs> yes. Who designed the adventure game The Space Bar? I didn't even know there was a game called The Space Bar. Right. So who designed it? Me. <laughs> Cora, who designed the space bar? The space bar? Yeah, I would probably game. say the Space Hilton. I don't know. I am Space Bear Sparks. I own the universe. This, it's, his name is Steve Moretzky. No one cares. Is he Russian? No. Is he... No. Some sort of European? No. Moretzky? That sounds uh, Greek. No. No. No All right, you did great. Good job, Space. We're Except very proud Greeks. of you. You you have tied for the high score of the season so far. One point. <laughs> One point. <laughs> because of a technicality. Yep. You're doing great. You you did very well. Now, uh, we have an apology to the uh, Miski and Dapple. We have your emails. They'll be read next episode. Uh, because Space brought stuff. Cookies! He brought cookies! So we're doing food review instead. Peek over here. Okay, so let me explain here. So I was I was trying to make um, apology cookies uh, for you guys uh, because I was supposed oh to be God. here last week, but I didn't. Um, and so uh, I wanted to make regular cookies and then sugar-free cookies. And I found out that sugar-free cookies don't bake so well. <laughs> they suck. And more, more or less... Um, the uh, the pumpkin cookies themselves retain their shape. So if you were to put them like in whatever shape you wanted to, they will bake in that exact shape. I was wondering why these look like dough balls. <laughs> I, I the thing was, is when I was making the mixture, it looked like bread dough, and I could not fathom as to why it looked like that. I'm like, dough should never stretch across like this. So this this batch I actually made this morning. Um, I, I found this recipe online. And um, I ran out of chocolate chip cookies, so I decided to throw in mm. pumpkin, uh, a pumpkin mix because my roommate, uh, Simon's like, well, just put pumpkin in anything. And it'll make it better. And I think it did, but it's just weird looking like. I hear the pumpkin. So these are sugar are free. These are sugar free. Um, what'd you use as a sugar substitute? Sucralose. These are actually pretty good. Or Splenda. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, folks. It is more addictive than sugar. I could, I could probably take a whole spoonful of sucralose and just eat it. Up your butt. They look like dough balls, but they taste really good, and they're soft. All right, because this is food, we have to rate it. How, what's your rating system? Tugs, how would you rate these sugar-free pumpkin cookies? I've never had a sugar-free cookie, so these are the best sugar-free cookies I've ever had. What's your rating system? It varies. It's on a scale of one to potato, and I think right now you're at broccoli. Cool. You're, you're silly. <laughs> I would, I'd give them a... I'd give them an 8.5. Is that a good... <laughs> I think that's eight, about right. 8.5? I'll give him an 8.5. Out of 11? Out of 10. Oh. Out of 10. Yeah, you, get, you scored an 85. Woot. What else is in this box? Okay. What, I don't get ratings anymore? Oh, sorry. Yes. What, I'm, I, I, I apologize. <sighs> well, my rating scale goes on uh, comparing it to other foods similar that I've eaten to it, uh, which may not be a fair scale, but in this case, I've never had a pumpkin sugar-free cookie before, and it's the best one I've ever had, so 10. Thanks. They're more like pumpkin balls at this point. <laughs> it's you know what it, it's it, it's um, a muffin, a crumpet. See, this is Toby, what my rating like should crumpet? just be. Would I eat it again? 
Yes. <laughs> a plus 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 would eat again. What are these ones? <laughs> these were last night's attempt. I was following a recipe. Um, it was a different recipe. I wasn't familiar with using. And, um, and then I used sugar-free chocolate, which basically tasted like the crappy Palmer's chocolate that you get during like Easter and the holidays. So it's weird because it's got this really weird like texture on top and on bottom, and they're super light. They look like the top of a mushroom, essentially. They look like they came from monkey They feel really good. <laughs> yeah, they do. Like, am I touching air here? <laughs> I, don't, I pull these out. I'm like, oh, what's wrong with these cookies? I don't get it. They're like a sponge. It's a, it called for one teaspoon of baking soda. Did it adjust for high altitude? Mm. No. Uh, that may be why. These ones are a little drier, so I'm going to give them a seven. But they're pretty good. I won't be offended <laughs> if you don't like them. I'd give them about a six point five. <laughs> that would probably be a thirteen. A seven point five if I had a glass of milk with it. Milk. <laughs> milk. Milk. Oh my god. Who's milk? Milk. I want some milk. <laughs> He's in the middle. <laughs> um, not the best pumpkin sh- uh, chocolate chip cookie I've had. Um, I'd probably say three. Oh wait, that was pumpkin. Yeah, they're all pumpkin. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, sorry, sorry. That wasn't pumpkin. You're right. That was a regular chocolate chip cookie. Uh, sugar-free. I, I was totally wrong on that one. I'm like, I didn't taste pumpkin at all. Oh, the sugar-free? I'm spacing out. Yes. Oh. I, I, well, I don't think I've ever had any sugar-free chocolate chip cookies, so I'd have to say a 10. Okay. Was that the penis cookie? <laughs> He's oh my God, slow this is a penis. That is the penis cookie. Yay! <laughs> should we take so, a picture of this? I you sh- we, you we should. I've already uploaded it to my perfidity. Oh, if, have you? If you bite the tip, does cream come out? No, I'm just kidding. Is it Bavarian cream filled? So this <laughs> no. So this is um, the product of this is the second batch that I made this morning. The the, the same cookie that you guys ate with the first round. Uh, so I took it out and it kind of exploded on the sides. So I'd assume that if you were to or- have an orgasm in an oven, you would essentially you would explode. Um, take a bite from the tip. <laughs> your balls fell. Uh, <laughs> your balls dropped. <laughs> Damn it! You got there before I could. Uh, I don't want to touch this anymore. Now you sound like a man. This is a castrated cookie. <laughs> Oh, oh, are you saying those people that have been castrated, you don't want to touch them? There's no beating my balls. (laughs) (laughs) Feel it. Feel how muscular that thing is. Oh, you want a picture? Yeah, Yeah, he wants a picture. You got to say that you want a picture. That has some crazy eyes. (laughs) He's eating it. Oh, oh, the tip is in. Oh, Oh, he's enjoying... Oh, oh, there's some licking. Oh, the balls have separated. I do want a ball. (laughs) I know it's really hard for you to rate it right now. Well, because it's shaped like a dick, this is a 10. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you heard it at home. Send you penis-shaped things, and he'll give you top marks every time. Oh, my gosh. Now everyone's going to start sending penis-shaped things to the show box. That'll be hilarious. You're welcome. <laughs> Those are just... Okay, so then I realized maybe I should flatten the cookies down. So I, 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 I spanked them with the bottom of the spoon to make them flatter. 
<laughs> these look like these look like those little cookies. cheese balls they have at Tucano's. These are almost like the kind of cookies that I'd get at the old folks' home, but I still like them. I should have taken the parchment paper because that's what I baked these on, mm-hmm. and ma- wrote a like a fortune on it, and then baked it because parchment won't burn <laughs> if you bake with it. Now are these gluten free and sugar free and calorie free? No, they're not gluten free. I do like gluten free cookies though because they're super dense. Are they gluten free? <laughs> no, these are going straight to my ass. <laughs> All right, there should be one more. This should be the regular cookies. Yes. Mmm, this one had like a really nice sweet finish, though. These are regular pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. Are these sugared? Um, these have yes. regular sugar in them. Yes, these have sugar. You tell because the sugar will actually brown, mm. and non-sugar cookies won't brown. Well, the, here's the great oh, thing. Shit, I actually I baked this out of a box. <laughs> <laughs> this is Lehigh Roller Mills cookies. Oh, there you <laughs> so, go. Yum. And as Felix pointed out, they are actually better when they're a day older. All right, we're running out of time, but this is delicious, and I would give these I a look, definite, I got two balls on my a definite eight and <laughs> oh a half. Oh, my gosh. Eight and a half. These are fantastic. Did you already eat the other? The... You know what? I actually prefer the penis cookie better with it's... the fake sugar in it. It was probably meatier. I think it was the presentation. Ratings, <gasps> ratings, gentlemen, ratings. Um, mm. I'll give these uh, a seven. Okay, Corey. Yeah, I'll say about a seven. I'm satisfied. This was a nice surprise. Thank you. You're welcome. It was very good. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> I just have all the cookies in my mouth right now. All right. Well, while you do that, I'm going to push the next button. Okay. <laughs> Housekeeping. No. Housekeeping. Oh, I was on mute. It's time for housekeeping. <laughs> that happens. Mm, I love housekeeping. So, if you like today's show, go ahead and comment on the site. It makes it look like people listen to the show. And who Woo! likes going to a site with no comments? Not me. Also, make sure that you comment on Twitter and Facebook. And iTunes. Yes, we want to be the number one on iTunes. Are we number one yet? Not yet. Are we number two? Yes. Ah, now we're the shit. I know, we just need more reviews. I know, review us, please. Positive reviews All three of you who have an iPhone, please leave a review. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know, you don't have to have an iPhone in order to... Yeah, but that means I'm installing iTunes on Windows, and that just seems like a bad idea. It updates. <laughs> um, next thing. Oh, ooh. Mm. Excuse me. What? If you want to participate in our Halloween episode, it is that time. This is the call, the real call. Uh, we have in two episodes the Halloween episode. Do not forget, this is the most important episode. Okay, it's not the most important episode, but we want to, you furry writers that are out there, or even if you're not a writer, you want to attempt at making a scary story. And it's a scary short story, mind you. Yes, yes. Why do we have a cat in here? Seriously. No, but we're, we're going to be adding some sound effects. So please um, send us your stories, and we'll be reading them on the air. And doing sound effects. <laughs> Get that stinking cat out of here. It doesn't need to be neutered. Sorry, I'm practicing my punting. Oh, Okay. You're practicing your 
<laughs> so yeah, send those in. Um, what else do we want to know? Oh yeah, so space again. Plug your show. Vermedia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, still, well, I'm still eating the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you heard it. Vermedia, it's a thing. Good job, Space. Good plug. Real proud of you. Also, don't forget about Extra Life Stream. Please come join us. And get that stinking cat out of here. <laughs> this has been Rue. Wait. Any we haven't even said what the next episode is. Oh, yeah. He's all like, right. goodbye. Who cares? Goodbye. I don't care. I'm chasing this cat the out of here. The next episode is one I've been wanting to do for a long time, and we have finally arranged for a great guest. So the next episode will be on transgendered furries. So, do, do, do. we'll have space on again. No, we won't. Uh, but we will have a transgendered <laughs> oh. furry on. No, we really will have a transgendered furry on. Um, and it's a topic that's super near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. Uh, and we really want to get a lot of emails on this. So, please send your emails in. Uh, and we will ask as many questions as we can. I'm really excited about this one. Well, yes, I'm excited as well. Thank you so much for joining us today, Space. You're welcome. Do you really, do you really want to re- try and plug your show this time now? <laughs> do you want me to plug my show? Yes. How do we find you? <clears throat> you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash media. You can find us on YouTube on uh, youtube.com forward slash for media pro because we couldn't get the original one. <laughs> uh, we're all over for affinity and any other arts that you can think of. And we have a show coming up on Monday as well. So every Monday. What's your next topic? Our next topic is we're having uh, Dave and Lily from Dreamkeepers Comics come on to our show. All right. And your show is live, so you can actually like watch people live tweet and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. You can watch Space Fail without any takesy backsies. Yep. Yep. Not like us. Can't, can't edit it out. <laughs> you have to wait till the end of the season for those with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been Rue. This is Tugs. And Kuru. You gotta say your name. In space. And this has been For, for What It's, it's Worth. worth. I have to say it too? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know I had to say it. (laughs) You still have to say it. For what it's worth. (laughs) (laughs) Yay.